You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Making Waves. All right, well, welcome to Making Waves. This is episode 72. It's a brand new season here as we just finished up uh, Ship Rock 2022 and we're heading toward 2023. Anyway, uh, welcome to uh, Making Waves. We are part of the Sound Talent Media family and the fastest growing rock and roll podcast in the world. We have the numbers to back that up. And if not, we'll make it up. Anyway, listen, guys, thank you for joining us. And uh, well, it's great to start off the new year with uh, someone who just took part uh, of Ship Rock 2022 with us. And they actually did double duty. And please, uh, let's go ahead and welcome Craig from uh, Escape the Fate and the Dead Rabbits. Craig, welcome, buddy. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like we mentioned, you just got off the ship with us. We're going to go into that when we go into our Facebook section of this. But a, we got to give you a badge of valor for for pulling double duty, and you did a lot more than that. Oh, thank you, were, you. You you played with other bands, and you were part of some of our events. So thank you from uh, obviously from everyone from Ask for because you really showed up, and you guys did it at the eleventh hour. So we do appreciate that. Oh well, thank you so much for having me. It was a good time. Well, man, listen, you started off the year with a bang, and uh, you got a full year coming up. You look like you got some tours going on. You got the ones with our friend over at, uh, at Wimmer. You got with Danny Wimmer. You got the Twitch tour coming up with the Red Jumpsuit, uh, jumpsuit Apparatus. And uh, and then you got some festival days, man. It looks like you guys are trying to pack the calendar. What's going on? Yeah, so the calendar's getting a little, uh, a little more packed now. Um, as you know, you had Scary Kids Scaring Kids on the cruise this yes. year, and they have uh, Cove Reber singing for them, but he also sings for a group called Dead American. Mm -hmm. And Dead American's going out with Scary Kids and Drugs. So those guys asked if I would sing for Scary Kids on that tour. So I'm currently trying to learn a headline set for Scary Kids. So I got three TF shows coming up, tour with Scary Kids, then the Twitch tour, then... Dead Rabbits releases a new album in March. Then I go in the studio with Escape and then a tour at the end of the summer. So this is like my last real week before I'm just, you know, thrown to the wolves pretty much. And so I don't say rock, so, and, roll. Yeah, rock so and roll doesn't age people. So what are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> what, what hobby are you going to take up here in the next couple months to really fill, fill the calendar? What hobby? Yeah, I mean, you're going to have all this free time. <laughs> I know. Maybe I'll... Uh, Maybe I'll take a cooking class. <laughs> Always been interested in being a chef. Oh, yeah. That's what you need right now. You yeah. may want to after all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Craig, so speaking of Scary Kids, well, you know, we did a, a record listening party for their new album that had, no one had really heard in the public until we did it on Shiprock. And that album is fantastic, man. It's uh, it's far removed from what they've done in the past. It's a much more mature album. And are you going to have to tackle that material as well? Yeah, the set has a lot of that new stuff in there. So that poses a little bit of a challenge for me because their new album just has a bunch of different vocalists singing the songs. Mm -hmm. So, and they all have different ranges, different styles of singing, different writing styles. So it's going to be, it's going to be a little tough, but I'll get it. In a situation like that, do you sit there and go, okay, Let's pick through the set list and what's going to meet my range. Where am I going to be able to fit comfortably in this? Because 
you're just coming into this thing, you know, with short term notice and you've got to knock this out of the park because this band has been away for 10 years. Uh-huh. Um, is that what you do or do they basically say, hey, here it is and you're going to have to figure it out? Well, I, I mean, I asked them what their set was and they mm-hmm. sent it to me. So if if I come to any roadblocks that I really think I can't jump over, then I'll probably let them know. But, you know, they're asking me to fill in for them and it's their group. So I'm not going to come in and try to, you know, de- make any demands or sure. try to control any aspect of the group. So, hey, what is you guys a set? What do you need me to do? I'm here for you. And so that's how I'm approaching it right now. And the only downside is they just changed the uh, rehearsal dates on me. <laughs> so they were going to rehearse on the 4th to the 7th. And now they're rehearsing the 7th to the 12th. And I play with Escape, Tucson, El Paso, and LA, the 7th through the 12th. So Yeah, and you're, like, li- you're, and you're like, guys, listen, listen, listen. I got a fucking cooking class. I got to work around. Hold yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Craig, how do you okay, so like as a hack of a guitar player myself, and if and I'm and I'm tasked to learn, you know, half a dozen songs or whatever, you're probably gonna have to learn more than that, obviously. But how, what's the process of learning songs like that for you? Is it just a matter of just putting them on repeat in the house and walking around and doing the dishes and just wearing them out that way? Or do you have a different process where you use, you know, Pro Tools sections, printed lyrics? What how 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 are you gonna how are you gonna eat that elephant? Well, so I haven't I guess I haven't necessarily done filling in for a band and singing songs that I haven't written since I first joined Escape the Fate like 14 years ago. Uh, and we had one tour before we went in the studio and did the album with me. So I was tasked with with learning a whole set of those songs. Um, but yeah, I've just been putting in my AirPods and falling asleep to the set. And as it gets closer... I'm just going to do what I do when I'm writing songs. I'm going to sit there and write the lyrics out while I'm listening to it as if I'm writing the song. Cause every time I do that, it just, it gets stuck in there. Yeah. It's a visual, you're a visual learner, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ever since I was a kid, you know, I'd put on my favorite albums and records and bust out the little booklet, follow along with the song and, Craig, you, know, you mentioned I know that Aerosmith album front to back. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Craig, Craig, you mentioned something falling asleep with headphones on. Let me ask you, let me ask both of you guys as musicians. Uh, do you guys find, does that work? Can you immerse yourself in a song if you basically have fallen asleep? Does it still, do you, do you, do you, do you does it maintain, do you keep it in your brain? Does it, can your brain figure it out or what, what happens? I mean, I think 100% subconsciously it does. Mm-hmm. And the only proof I have of that is I, just fell asleep listening to it last night, listened to some of the songs today and just kind of knew what part was coming up next. And it's not like I went over it in the morning. I just went to go get a coffee, was jamming the songs again and singing along to it. I'm like, all right, it's getting there. Mm -hmm. So if it's something as simple as just, you know, putting on the headphones before you're going to sleep, do it. Yeah. See, I don't have an advanced frontal lobe. (laughs) So... I, it doesn't work for me. I, I just, I, I'll put it, if I, did, if I listen to any music as I'm going to sleep, I just wind up ripping those things out of my head. I wake up, I'm like terrified of what the hell's going on. Like, why is this happening? And then I've forgotten that I did it on purpose. I mean, it just, I, I can't, I can't do it, man. That's weird. 
It's weird. But I've never really had, like you, I've never really had to do that. It's like, I'm in a stupid cover band. And even when I was a kid, you were writing your own music. You don't have to sit down and learn your own music. It's like, it's just there, right? Yeah. It's like all yeah. your little kids. It's like, I'm not going to forget my child's name unless I'm a complete asshole. But, you know, so, <laughs> but with new material, it's like that. And I mean, so how, how many songs did they send you? How many you got to learn? So there's 14. Yeah, man. That's a lot. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck cooking. cooking so your about way half that. of them are songs I'm starting to remember because they right. they wanted somebody from the hometown. You know, I grew up, and when I was starting my first group, Bless the Fall, you know, Scary Kids was one of the big local bands here in Arizona. So I remember going to their gigs and and watching them play. So the songs in the set from back then are coming back to me really easy. Right. Uh, it's just the the unreleased ones, and each one of those are are sung by someone else. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That's going to be crazy. But you're you're obviously going to be able to kind of take those and make them a little bit of your own, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean you like you said you said you want you want to serve the song and serve the vision, but at the same time it's like I'm not that I, I don't sound like him. It's like you don't want to go up there and like be a be a like an impersonator. But I mean, I guess that's why they asked you is they knew that you could pull it off and your voice would kind of fit for whatever they were looking for anyway, right? So it's kind of a compliment. Yeah, so we'll see. Right now, it's just kind of you know going it up, going over it myself, and and the rest of it'll just come naturally when we're hanging out together in a room and playing the songs live. Hey, uh, let's talk about the Dead Rabbits real quick. So you have Rumination coming out in what mid spring, March twenty third. Yeah, March twenty third. Now. In a lot of ways, the band is somewhat similar to Escape the Fate, but it also has this kind of death metal, I guess, dare, dare I say, element to some of it, extreme metal to it. Is this yeah. something that you needed to kind of have this other project because you had this interest of a little bit more extreme take on things that you wanted to do it? Or was it just basically, hey, I have these other songs that really don't fit the Escape the Fate thing, so I want to do this? I mean, the the creation of me starting that project was because I needed that outlet. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wanted to go a little heavier and escape the fate was was kind of veering more and more and more away from that. Mm-hmm. And I, I still wanted to get that out of me, you know, so I just started another group and went in the studio with my buddy Caleb Shomo from Beartooth and put together an EP and tried to think of a band name and came up with Dead Rabbits. Um. And now it's a little bit of both. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm working on some new songs for Escape that don't make the cut, but I feel really strongly about it. Now I'm now I have an outlet to still get those songs out to uh, to the fans that want to hear it. Yeah, you mentioned that the that Escape had kind of moved from that sound it had earlier on. What what's the ele- the evolution of Escape the Fate as far as their sound kind of going towards more of a melodic rock? I. I wouldn't say like, you know, it's not like your cheap trick, but I'm just saying you guys have yeah, moved. Yeah. You've a lot of that obviously comes with growing up. You get older, you evolve as people and songwriters. And you, you realize that the art of the melody is where like where the song lays. Um, what, what's been the evolution like? And has there been any pushback ever from just your audience? Um, well, with escape the fate, there's always a little bit of pushback for sure. 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 Um, but you know, it has a lot to do with there's just more cooks in the kitchen when it comes to Escape the Fate. We've always been, you know, every member inclusive. What's your thoughts on this? What's your thoughts on that? With Dead Rabbits, it's just my thing. You know, what I feel like I want to write about and how I want to sing it, I just go in there and do it and it's done. 
Mm-hmm. And if I don't like what I'm doing, that's that's the only person saying no. Uh, with Escape, you got every other member, you got the producer, you got the label coming in and having notes about songs and, hey, we want something more like this. And that's it's kind of what was going on with Escape for about the past seven years uh, when we were on 11.7. was just a lot of notes from um, from the record label. The hey, could you do something a little more in this direction? Can you do something more like this? Can you do something more like that? And so we would try to squeeze in that one or two heavy track where we're, you know, our guitarist is really shredding on there and doing some breakdowns and I'm getting more aggressive with the vocals. And, you know, we would just hear, yeah, that'll be a cool street track for the fans. Let's do something mm-hmm. a little more like this, though. You guys know how to do it. You know, you've had success with with this song or that song and we want to hear something like that. Okay. So you go in and you do that. What's your reaction like that when you have some guy walks yeah, in there? Yeah, I was going to ask the yeah, same what, thing. What, what's the reaction when the suit walks in there and says, hey, guys, I don't hear a single? Oh, it obviously, it's, I mean, it bums you out. Especially if you're feeling very strongly about something you're working on and you spent time on it and somebody comes in and says, eh, I'm not hearing it yet. Keep at it. And so at what point do you lose... At what point do you lose why you got in a band in the first place, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I got in a band in the first place because music was my escape and I could get my feelings out on paper and then go on stage and get my feelings out by just screaming like an angry asshole for 30 minutes to an hour. Um, so at what point do you lose that when, you know, you have the powers that be come in and say, not yet, not yet. And so that's why Dead Rabbits were just such a good out- outlet for me. Yeah, that's that would that just must go be on and tough... okay, whatever. I'll keep writing because I love writing. If you're not hearing it yet, let me write five more. Let me write ten more. That has to be di- Yeah, that has to be a difficult line to walk thinly. That thing between creative and commerce, mm-hmm. and uh, and and to have someone come in and say, I'm "Not hearing it yet," I'm like, "Well, you know what? I, I am sure there's been a the time when you was that. You know, once you strap in the guitar, gives the mic. Let me hear what you think we should be doing." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and I, I mean, it, it's also one of those things that um, the longer you do it and the more you do it with those relationships where there are people, there are the, the gatekeepers, right? The longer you do it, you hope that the longer the leash you get or the leash you get, right? Or more trust you start to have and more the expectations kind of go away where um, they know that you can pull off kind of what they're looking for and then it becomes your own. I mean, that's the hope, right? Because that's what, that's what happens. Right. And then yeah. it's like, okay, it's, you're with the right producer. Now you're with the right, you're writing the right songs. Now, you know, we're three projects, we're four projects in God willing, you know, hopefully it leads to that. You know what? You guys got it figured out. It's been working. We trust you. You hope that that's, that that's there. I don't know how realistic that is in, is anymore in, in, this this era of the record industry, but you hope that that's what you're, that's kind of what you're shooting for, right? Because you're, you're you're sometimes you're eating shit and you're taking opinions that you don't necessarily want to hear. It kind of can hurt your feelings, and we all know that artists are can be sensitive like that because they're pouring their heart and souls out, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's got to be a that's got to be kind of a long term vision that you know what I'm going to eat this now and I'm going to do it what what's asked of me, and then hope that later on I can have more artistic freedom and trust. Yeah, you know it's just. It's an up and down game, man. You know, you just, you gotta, you gotta play the game sometimes. And I've had friends and had personal experiences where you really put your foot down because you feel strongly about something. And then if, if it works, 
you know, they, they listen to you a little bit more. If it, if it hasn't worked yet, they're going to have more of an opinion. And that's what, that's what art is anyways. It's just a matter of opinion. Nobody knows the secret formula. You know, if we knew, if we knew the secret formula of what it takes to, to make number one hits, if yeah. you if you should say, then we would we would be releasing nothing but number one. <laughs> right, right, and to a certain extent too, you got to trust that your machine that you have behind you knows what the vibe is with the radio program, or knows what the vibe is with the market, and says, you know, because I have these relationships, if I'm promoting a single, because I have mm-hmm. these relationships, I know what they're looking for. They're going to go for that. They're not going to go for that. So that trust thing is huge, you know. And yeah, it's uh, like you're always chasing that next high, you know, mm-hmm. especially if you're a group that that started like I did and just, you were young kids in a garage with a dream and it starts working. It's like, okay, what was special? What made that? Yes, I am. What made that, um, work. And then you, you get signed to a label, you go into a studio with a big time producer and you're trying to recreate what you had done to begin with. And you don't want to, you don't want to get stuck in, in a, work like that you know <laughs> right I just want, <laughs> i think why I would think, my fiance hand me this dog right i don't know but i definitely think we should have a quick introduction and i think this is kind of making for uh for some interesting conversation this, what is, the this hell, is a good tv what the this hell is, is going TV. what is going on right now what kind of breed what kind of dog do we have here what's the breed <laughs> it's a jack russell terrier I don't and know if you Jack's heard her in the name. background. Are you doing an interview? Yes. Here you go. Thanks. What's what's Jack's name? Uh Eva. Eva. Hello, Eva. Eva. Yeah. Look at you. Wow. <laughs> would, now I'm cool. Now, oh, no. Yeah. Lick that face no. and hair. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's so perfect. while we're while doing it's obviously, Craig, since we've never had you on and I haven't had a chance to speak with you, I was super curious about a song that you guys had done in the past with Escape. And it's probably brought up a lot because it's part of your evolution as the people you work with, collaborate with, is Invincible with Lindsay Sterling. Yeah. How in the world did that come together? Well, our drummer, Robert, is a big Lindsey Sterling fan. And when we got in the studio and said, hey, we haven't really reached out to do any features in the past. Should we start doing that? And yeah, because, man, going to the studio and we, you know, briefly discussed the pushback and all the cooks that can come in the kitchen and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But I fucking love it. I love all that stuff. I love, yeah. I love working. I love working with other people and seeing what what they interpret the music as or what kind of melody ideas they have. Like it's my favorite thing about being in a band. And so, yeah, our drummer just mentioned Lindsey Sterling's name. He's like, just have our people hit up her people. That's my, that's how my drummer talks. Have our people hit up her people. Let's see. Yeah, it's okay. And she was down. (laughs) She was into it. And that was on, not on the latest album, but on the album before this one. You're right. But we couldn't get the timing. Right. She was on tour. We were on tour. Then COVID happened. We were wrapping up the record. She's like, I'm free. So we had her come in. You know, that's so great because it expands. She wants to do it because she wants a harder edge. She wants that thing because she's known for this certain thing. So to have that helps. But it also helps expand your audience because now people check you out because they think, well, Lindsay's playing with them and I have to investigate who this band is. Yeah, it's all about working together, man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This 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 genre has to do that more. Got to put our egos to the side and just do more things together. Yeah, it just can't. That's Plus why Shiprock was so great. It was I haven't felt 
a community like that in a very mm-hmm. long time. Mm. Well, that's what happens when you just have the artists making decisions for themselves and, th- and doing what they feel is right at that moment. And it's that's what's so great about it because you know what? It's say, like, hey, let's just have fun with this. We fuck up. No one expects anything. Let's just have yep. fun. Mm. But uh, it, it's, it's funny um, that you mentioned that because, yeah, you, you guys came on and I'll just start talking about it now because we have so much to talk about as far as that concerned. Now, you guys came on real late and initially we're just going to have Dead Rabbits and then Escape came on and I, my first thing was like man that's gonna be quite the workload man how did you th- how did you view it? you were like yeah i got this no worries have you done yeah, a cruise I was, before i was fucking pumped yeah had you had you done a cruise prior like a music cruise no wow okay so you went in there not know what to expect and then hey i've got to go ahead and do this whole workload thing too so that's great but yeah. uh yeah the idea of, of you coming on and doing that really does show what a lot of the bands do that come on there, they kind of take this like, yeah, we got two shows, but you know what? I'm going to play, I'm going to do that artist. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. They really love getting involved because the process at that point is just fun. You know, yeah. the, the, the gigs are work, but they love to have, go have fun too. And that's when their, their minds open up to the creative aspects. Like, fuck yeah, I'll play guitar for Joey Bettledonna. I'm going to do karaoke over here. I'm going to, I'm going to be on this panel. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to, I'm going to judge tug of war whatever you know it's yeah just, yeah it's cool so working together exactly is pretty much a, a big ethos for shiprock yeah i definitely i mean i know i did a lot on this one but if i'm mm. ever on shiprock again i want to i want to do more listen to that al yeah i know it i know it i, I want to go i'm i'm waiting for us to go live here i think we're uh jen's prepping us to go live here any second well, why I, don't we'll, okay. yeah because we'll, we're because we'll, i think we should jump into that with the with the community for sure Oh, because they're going to have questions. But let me go ahead and put in a little commercial then, shall I? Yeah, you shall. All right, guys. Uh, you're listening to Making Waves, the Shiprock podcast. Uh, we are part of the Sound Talent Media family. Uh, you know, besides doing this really killer podcast, we also have a kick-ass vacation called Shiprocked. And uh, we just completed our uh, 12th voyage here uh, out of uh, Galveston, Texas. But guess what? In 2023, we're going bigger and longer. That sounded so bad. It sounds so uncut. good, though. And However, bigger, right. someone had to do it. Ship <laughs> rocked on cut. Anyway, so we're, we're going to be sailing out of uh, Port, Port Canaveral. We're going to have all the details really soon on what's going on with that. So stay tuned and make sure and check out shiprock.com for all the information and how you can pre-book and how you can get your cabin for it. We don't have a, we do have a few guests or a few bands already already listed to go, but we're going to we'll keep a hush on that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. hey guys, in Facebook lane, welcome. Welcome, welcome. We hope you guys have gotten sleep. You got the cruise crowd out of your body. We all get it. And you're you're back here for a new season of Making Ways with our buddy Craig from uh, Escape the Fate and Dead Rabbits. Yes, yes. So, uh guys, if you have any questions for Craig, just throw them down in the thread. We will get to them. Um, but until then, I think I think Al's got something for uh, to, to to talk yeah, to we were, Craig about. Well, we were just talking about um, kind of before we went live. I think uh, the guests probably have figured that out, uh, figured this out. That uh, and I was talking to Alan Koenig uh, before the podcast, and he and I were like, "Let's see, we're talking to Craig tonight. Um, we think that without going to official records, that Craig uh, is the artist. Uh, his between the bands, he's the he, we can say Craig because he's on the podcast." Uh, he performed the most number of shows, the highest number of shows in Shiprocked history. And that would be at least four with the two Escape the Fate and the two Dead Rabbits. 
And then there was several other things that, which I actually would love to hear about a little bit more because being up in the production office and working all the time and fielding all the questions from everybody, I don't get to go out and see as many bands as I wish I could. Uh, so I know that there was the two Escape the Fate shows and then the two um, the Dead Rabbit shows. And then you said, there were, obviously, the Scary Kids thing happened, right? And then uh -huh. the Butcher Babies, the Butcher Babies things happened, right? Yeah, so I did a song with Butcher Babies a couple months before the cruise and they added it to the set and asked if I would hey, do you want to come up and do it with us? At that point, I was yeah. like, sure, whatever. What, what else yeah. has everybody got? Yeah, I mean, what are and, the chances? Yeah, and what else, what, I have the to, chances? what else do I have to do, honestly? Yeah. If I don't oh, we do that. Did this, yeah. We did this song with this this guy from this band. Oh, lo and behold, he happens to be on the same cruise we're on. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, and, they, and you like, were both added late, too. It wasn't like yeah. they were already on or you were already on. It was kind of like, yeah, yeah. That, that's amazing. And yeah, I just I remember, you know, back in my earlier in my career, you know, we had a guest vocalist on a song and I won't I won't say any names because I definitely not talking about them in a negative way at all. But a guest vocalist on a song and we played a couple shows with them and hey, it would be really cool. You should come out for the song. We're here together and just know I got to save my voice. And I just remember it bummed us all out. Yeah. A lot. And you, yeah. And it sounds like singing, you, it's, it they're sounds singing like you, on the song, you know, so it would be cool for us. It'd be cool for the fans. And he just said no. So anytime I do a song with somebody else and I'm there and they ask me to do it, I'm not going to say no. Why say no? Right, right. Yeah. Well, and, Why and do it, the it, song with that other artist and then why be at the show that they're playing if you're going to say, well, nah, it, I'm not going to come and up it goes, It goes again with your theory that I'm not sure if we were live yet, but it goes to your theory. It's like, hey, we need more of this. It's like everybody dropped the egos. We're all in this together. There's some art out there that's just waiting to be discovered. Let's jump into this together and discover it together, you know? Yeah. I think that's also... Uh, comes the fact that it is a, such a strip block is such a special event and everything like that and you can do things and you just cannot do on tour because you're not crossing paths with people mm -hmm. or your show is so structured to the lighting and everything like or just like you roll with it and there's nothing better than that kind of free rolling roll that it. it kind of brings back that ethos of the 60s where you just had these crazy bills at the at the Fillmore BB King and the Who and you're like how does that work yeah but it does and that's the great thing yeah about like it. I said I haven't felt a community like that in a long time like where else can you randomly see Corey Taylor come up on stage with Steel Panther. Right. Or better yet, what where else am I going to see Michael Starr from Steel Panther front row during my set? Right. In the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, another thing too I can attest to is that during the QA, Greg, you you obviously I think you had the most mic time too. You were you and Nina really? were fighting it out for mic time, even though Johannes was really funny. And then John, I, I can't even <laughs> I agree with everything he said. I agree with everything. Yeah, it's perfect. But yes, yeah, so dude, you you knocked it out of the park there too. And uh, again, just part of the workload that you took on and we can't thank you enough for. Oh, I can't thank you enough for the opportunities, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Hey guys, if you have any questions for our, our friend Craig here, please throw those down in the thread and we'll get to those. Sorry, sometimes I see things and I'm like, nah, I'm not asking him that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you never you never know. You never know what it yeah, could do lead it. With, with some random shit. Oh, we'll get to some random stuff here. Yeah, in a I don't, were I you don't, on, hey, were you on, sorry, I, I get, I'm like Al, man. Sometimes you have to be everywhere at once. Were you on stage with POD as well? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> Someone tie him down. Okay, let's away do this. Let's, let's ask who he wasn't on stage <laughs> yeah. with. Maybe who did that's you a not play list. with? <laughs> Yeah, my fiance started making fun of me too because I'm like, hey, let's go see Steel Panther. 
why do you have to go play with them? <laughs> yes, I do. Hey, okay. Well, let's ask a question. This is, uh, Andrew wants to know, Craig, how come Robert didn't play with Escape on the cruise? Uh, well, Robert's become a little more domesticated during COVID. So it was just, you know, the cruise offer came in just a little too, too late. Okay. It was just very short notice for him to, to make sure that his twin girls were going to be taken care of and he could leave town for that week. So that's the only reason he wasn't there on the cruise with us. So Andrew family first always. So that's mm-hmm. hey, totally, totally great. Um, Craig, what was your, Alicia wants to know, Craig, what was your favorite part of the cruise besides performing 20 times? My favorite part of the cruise. That's tough. Oh, well, we, have, we have a secondary opinion. <laughs> I don't know. The, the entire cruise was awesome. I can't think of like any one specific thing that I liked more than the other. I mean, what I was, guess the belly flop contest was pretty cool because everybody just, <laughs> everybody was kind of getting together and watching these guys just jump in the pool. <laughs> yeah, it had a very vaudevillian uh, feel to it. It did. The, the it thing, did. the thing, I'll, I'll let everybody in on a little teeny secret plus about. It was, plus, it was drop dead sexy. It was, it was just a sexy yeah. event. I, w- I want to <laughs> let everybody in on a little secret about that. That, um, and no one's gonna ever. The cruise line's never gonna ask, but. You know, the cruise line was uh, not necessarily all thumbs up about the belly flop. So, oh, really? Yeah. So for a little while, we um, we had it in our schedule. We had it as uh, the captain's water event. So we kind of hit it from them for the last for the last minute. And I guess I understand that there was a couple of the ship staff that were that were there, kind of on the side, kind of arms crossed, kind of. Hmm, what are we doing here? Well, is it so, always does Shiprock always work with Carnival Cruise? No, we've done. Uh, we uh, the first few were on MSC, and then we went to Norwegian. We're on the Norwegian Pearl for several years, and so we've never had any problems with the belly flop there. And we clearly didn't have any problem this year. Carnival Cruise Lines is always amazing to work with, and that's true. Uh, yes. that's, I, I don't. I'm not, I don't have to BS about that. They're amazing. Um, and the thing that's great about them is, and, and I don't know, have you been on a cruise before? No, the only okay. the only boats I've been on are the ferries overseas. Gotcha. Justin was on a Justin uh, spent some time on a ferry when he was in college, but that's a whole different story. Um, I was young and I needed the money. Hey, listen, man, we all we all we all do our I thing. But uh, <laughs> yeah, but so yeah, new, it, new sailor in every port. <laughs> when, I, when when we talk about a regular cruise, right, one that's not a, a music charter or any kind of other uh, event charter, right? You go on, a, and we do as a company. We go on regular cruises quite often. We're either checking out new ships or new ports of call or whatever, and. Let me just tell you something about a regular cruise. They, <laughs> they're amazing, but they're not ship rocked, you know? So we wind up after about 45 minutes going, oh boy, we're, you know, it's just not for us having experienced ship rocked, having mm-hmm. lived. Oh, that's what cruise. everybody told me that it, yeah, that yeah. has done ship rocked multiple times. Hey, is this your first cruise? Yeah. Oh, you ruined normal cruise. <laughs> <You stuff. laughs> that's exactly, that's it. Yeah, yeah. You said it better than I did. That's exactly right. Yeah. 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 Hey, uh, here's a question I want to know. Craig, you seem to know everyone. You've toured for a long time. You've been in this business. And everyone forgets how long you've been in this business because it always seems like, let's keep space. Kind of a young band. I'm like, eh, I've been around for a while. Yeah, um, it's crazy. I forget. Was it, and I'm sure you've crisscrossed every band, but it, was there any band you had not met before that you were looking forward to meeting on the cruise? 
that I hadn't met before. Mm-hmm. No, I feel like I had met everybody that was on the cruise. At least this, at least the people that ended up being on the cruise once the cruise like set sail. Mm-hmm. I kind of crossed paths with all of them. Um, but I didn't get a chance to meet anybody face to face from Lamb of God. So I, I, I guess that would be the answer is I would have liked to, yeah. to met Lamb of God and talk to them a little bit. That, that was my second concert I ever went to growing up was Slipknot and Lamb of God. So it's cool that Corey and Lamb of God were both on Shiprock this year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so Kim, that uh, Kim answered that asked that question. Kim, no, he he kind of knows everybody. So sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good problem to have. Remember, guys, any more questions? Keep throwing them our way. Uh, Craig will answer pretty much all of them. That is correct. I mean, that's correct. Yeah, I mean, he, it sounds like he's game for whatever. So let's let's get weird. I mean, I'm not afraid to get weird. Yeah. yeah. Hey guys, real quick, uh, this show the the full show will drop this coming Monday on all streaming platforms and the Ask for YouTube channel. So make sure and look for that. You can catch the first half an hour of this conversation. But just a quick recap. Uh, well, you can just go on Escape the Faith's page and. See See how much work that uh, Craig is going to be putting in here in the first quarter of the year. It's kind of extraordinary. Um, you quickly want to go over the thing you're doing again with Scary Kids for the for the folks out there. Yeah, so they haven't they haven't made the official announcement yet. So I I just figured I would tell you guys on the uh, on the thing we're doing today because they already posted a little video and you can clearly tell it's me in there. But they're going out on a co-headline tour with Drugs um, and asked me to to perform with them for that tour. So I'll be going out and singing with them for about a month and then new dead rabbits record will drop. Then I'll be heading out with escape and fade on the 12 year self-titled anniversary tour with red jumpsuit apparatus. Then we'll be jumping in the studio right before we do uh, this summer tour that we're putting together right now. So a lot, a lot going on. Yeah, that's the yeoman's workload. So you guys are caught up now on what he's going to be doing and make sure and check out. It'll probably be playing in your town or if you go to one of the big festivals, whether it's, are you playing Rockfest, you're playing Upheaval, you're playing Rockville. Yeah, welcome to Rockville. Plenty of opportunities. If you guys have become just festival attendees and and you, then by all means, you're going to see them somewhere and, and, you know, seek them out for sure. Who did you see, uh, who did you see on the ship that you... Uh, was there a surprise band that you saw? I mean, you said you kind of knew a good chunk of the bands already. Uh, when you were just kind of walking around the ship, who were you? Did you stumble upon anything that you hadn't seen as far as the live show goes? And any any anybody come to mind on that front? Um, I mean, it was good to see Lamb of God again. Like I said, it was good to catch Steel Panther again. But every time we're on a festival with Steel Panther, I always make my way over to see at least one song. Um, Avatar was good to see again. I haven't seen them live since we toured with them like seven, eight years ago. Uh, yeah. I mean, I kind of walked around and caught at least a little bit of everybody's set. Did you, uh, did you go into the casino? And if you did, how much did you win and or lose? I did go into the casino and I think I gave my fiance like 20 bucks and she lost it in like 20 seconds, something like that. Wow. Wow. I was like, here's yeah. 20 bucks. See what you can do with that real quick in like the next five minutes. And <laughs> like 30 seconds later, I'm like, all right, 
Hey, I well, listen. Hard on my way to get my morning coffee. And listen, I'm, right, on, be, on behalf of Ask for Entertainment, thank you for your donation. Thank you. <laughs> So I love Marcos from a POD. Had, yeah, I threw down 20 G's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marcos from POD was sitting over in that machine that, craw that claws and tries to lift up the bundle of hundreds. Yeah. Uh -huh. He must have spent like, I don't want to know how many how much he threw into that trying to get that. That was great. There's a guy. Yeah, there. everybody in my group said, look, somebody won it. We got to try. I said, they do that. <laughs> yeah. They have one missing on purpose it, so that people like you go, somebody won. Well, and you know, I, trying to win. I hate to burst everybody's bubble, but the guy that we work with in production won twice. He went, he came back with two stacks, two $100. Yeah. yeah he won twice on the, on the cruise. So yeah, we were was, talking it now. Is that real money or is it just cruise it's, shopping? It's, money? it's real money, real That's American awesome. currency. We all, all right. know what, I, we all know what's, what that's worth. Craig, I got to ask you, this This seems kind of cryptic. Do you know someone named Sebastian? I mean, no. Maybe, Because yeah. he, goes, he goes, rate the nurse one out of ten. Oh one. Is this uh, a nurse on the ship? No, no. This is a nurse. And uh, Sebastian comes from my Twitch community. Oh, okay. And we play okay. a game called Dead by Daylight. And he's constantly trying to get me to play this character, the nurse, which I am horrible at. And there's been many a rage moment, me trying to play the nurse. <laughs> I am so glad that I don't know what any of that means. But I'm going with an I'm going with a 10 if I had a vote. So just tell tell Sebastian I'm in for 10, uh, pound of flesh. I don't even really know what that means either. Hey, Jonathan, we agree too. Craig is fucking amazing and he's awesome front man. I'm just I'm speaking Thanks. out. I'm speaking out loud, man. Yeah, totally agree. No doubt. No doubt. I love you, dudes. It's great, man. <laughs> hey, let's let's um we're gonna walk the plank here a little bit. It's a little segment we like to call walk the plank. Uh -oh. Craig, in what activity would you like a lesson from an expert? In what activity? Would I like to receive a lesson from an expert? Yes. I don't know why I, my mind immediately went to the gutter on that one. Um, because that's the, because because that's how you really feel, and I feel like you should share that with the viewing audience and the and the audience abroad and at home. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go with a masseuse, a massage. A lesson I'm, on how to give a massage. On how to give a massage. I You're feel like I'm constantly being asked. Can you run my back? Can you run my feet? Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do it. So you're sitting there doing it for 30, 45 minutes. <laughs> your, your wrists and your fingers are getting sore. I, <laughs> give me a lesson in how to do it properly and professionally. You're just fumbling through it. So I can deliver it. the best back <laughs> massages of all time. <laughs> just fumbling through it, hoping that the person on the other end is enjoying it. Yeah. I like it. Um, Craig, go, go let ahead, me Justin. ask you this. Let me ask you this question. How do you think our culture will change in the next 100 years? In the next 100 years? Next 100 years. We'll all be dead and gone, except for you. Yes, You'll probably live will. forever. Um, but how will it change in the next 100 years? In my opinion, it could go one of two ways with what we were talking about a little bit with this metaverse stuff, NFTs, yes. cryptocurrency. If all that stuff does what they say it's going to do and Elon Musk's gets to Mars 
then that's where we'll be. We'll be in a digital age that we've seen in a couple of these movies where everyone's just kind of connected digitally and not face-to-face as much anymore. Oh, or it could go the other way where all of that shit just kind of diminishes and goes away and then everybody's just sitting at home watching Netflix 10.0 documentaries about the failure of crypto back in the 2000s. Back in the 2000s. Yeah, we get a little overzealous. (laughs) Back in the 2000s. Remember when everybody connected online and you had digital money and digital real estate, digital art. Digital. How cool was that? Yeah. Yeah. It was so neat. No, dude, I was hoping you were going to get even farther back because I think, man, you know what? I've been working on my cave drawing stuff, so my skills were up. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they did. Someone was telling me, I think it was at some venue at some bar. This guy was obviously extremely wasted. But he started talking to me about how, do you know that society has advanced this much before and then we destroyed ourselves and we start all over? And that's why they see all these caveman drawings. It's not caveman drawings. It's drawings from us. We just keep destroying ourselves over and over and over again. I'm like, okay, dude. But it was. <laughs> he got you thinking. Got thinking. He got you thinking. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, okay. listen, you, you, sometimes you got to trust the drunk guy, you know, it might be that it's the old Irish wisdom. I think on that. Yeah. Okay. Like, hey, you know what, man, there might be some, some little piece of something that makes sense in what you're saying right now. I just got to find it. Craig, do you possess any of your astrological signs qualities? Uh, yeah. And what ast- astrological sign are you? If you don't mind me I'm being so forward, you're an Aries. Now that's the that's the uh, fish. No, it's the ram. It's the leader leader of the zodiac. No oh, big leader. deal. Right, not yeah. a big deal. Now for a guy, not for a guy like you, it's not. It's nothing. That's just what you do. Yeah. Yeah, it can go one of two ways. You can either be really headstrong or or just very quiet, creative and sensitive and I'm kind of all over the place with that. Or I'm just a gullible human being that falls for that all that astrology horoscope shit. <laughs> and then and, the that, and then by reading it you're like, "Yeah, that is me, man. That's uh, just uh, like me." And it could you, be uh, it, it could, <laughs> Do you guys do you guys burn sage in the bus to get rid of the spirits? Sage has been burned in the bus to get rid of bad you, vibes. In the I past. can't even ask what you guys did. <laughs> Better break out the witch kit. Oh my god! Because as you heard TJ saying, he's gotten into alchemy a lot more lately. But I, he's always I noticed. been in a, He's always been into stuff like that. So he's definitely come on the bus multiple times with Sage. Does he live in he a horse carriage? Screaming, what the fuck is that? It stinks, man! What the <laughs> fuck are you doing, dude? I'm. Fixing the vibes in here, man. <laughs> Just part of the stage, up and down. Oh my god! Well, um, all right, I want to keep it going here. Yeah, hey, hey, Craig, would you rather hear the good news or the bad news first? Bad news. Really? Yeah. Why that is that? Everybody news? chooses. I think most people. Choose I think the because bad we're waiting for the cushion. We're waiting for the cushion of the yeah, good like news to soften deliver the blow, the blow and then make me feel a yeah. little better afterwards. I mean, if if you come to think of it, it's kind of a stupid question because who, honestly, have you ever met anybody that said it the other way? Yeah. Really? Who the hell wants to hear the bad news first? What kind of person? Or the good news first? Who would want to hear the good the news good first? 
Because then you just yeah, you you'd want to hear the good yeah. news first, obviously. We, we live in a we well, live in immediate gratification. Or, I mean, you, sorry, yeah, you would Robert, definitely want to hear. Robert is the kind of person. My drummer is the kind of person that wants to hear the good news first, and I feel like I've heard him answer this question before. So you can go ahead and quote me on it. Okay. Yeah, I want to hear the good news first because as soon as I hear it, I'm just gonna walk away. You keep the bad news to yourself. <laughs> That's right. If I don't hear it, it never happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you, Craig, if you could have a conversation with any of your relatives, uh, with a deceased relative, who would it be and why? Probably my grandfather, which I would love to talk to my grandmother again, but my grandfather was the first death I had dealt with. I was in about fifth grade and, you know, I was just starting to get into really into music. And back then I was really into classical music. I played the saxophone and I was in the jazz band and marching band and all that stuff. But my grandfather could really see that I had uh, a real love for it and a real passion for it. And the last thing he said to me in the hospital on his deathbed was, do good for me, buddy. I know you're going to do good. So I would like to, at this point in my life, have a conversation with him and just share with him everything that I have done up to this point. And just say, hey, man, thanks for saying that to me because every single time I felt down and out, I just remember you saying that to me and it helped give me that little nudge. Mm. Well, I'm always a, I'm always a buzzkill. You're welcome guys. <laughs> no, listen, no, I think that's a fantastic way to kind of end the segment. That's uplifting, yeah. man. He's like, he's, he's doing yeah. his grandfather. Good. That's right. Doing a proud, yeah. doing the family. Well, yep. That's so, great, man. Craig, we've had you man for about an hour earlier on. We had some, uh, some wonderful shit the bed tech, uh, technical issues, but they were fun. <laughs> So, yeah, hey, we're so I'm on my started. phone, unfortunately. It's all right. We're just ramping back up, man. But everyone, uh, thank you for joining us tonight. We're so glad that we're back doing this. It feels like, well, it feels like a new season. And uh, so what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to just keep doing this weekly and kind of slowly build up towards 23. We'll talk about all that going along. Thing. I think at some point we're going to have a roundtable with the Ask For crew about how, how the crews went and how excited we were. And obviously, listening to Craig, he had a great time and he provided so much for us and we'll always be so grateful and we look forward to having him back on the ship. Uh, I look forward some, to coming back on the ship. In some form or other. But until then, my friend, you're going to be working your took us off and we can't wish you nothing but great success. Uh, remember, guys, he's going to be out with Scary Kids, Scaring Kids on their tour, handling vocals. He's got Escape the Fate dates. He's got a long tour going on with them. He's got the new Dead Rabbits album coming out March 23rd, Rumination, and then some new Escape the Fate stuff going, and I'm out of breath. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's improbable, it's but, I, but, but Craig, I think you can pull it off. We're excited to watch yes, it all go. Yes. I think so. Thanks, man. Yeah, you're welcome. But listen, guys, thank you for so much for joining us again Monday. This drops uh, in full at 9 a.m. Eastern time on streaming platforms and the YouTube channel. Thanks so much. We hope you guys had... Well, you slept forever after you get off the cruise. We hope you guys, and we can't wait to talk to you about your cruise experience. I've been following everybody online on the forums. Looks like everyone had a great time. I can't thank you enough. Craig, thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. See you guys next yeah, week. Thanks for having me. You got it, man. Take care of yourself. Be safe. All right. Later, guys. Be got well. It, See ya.
Hi, this is Paul Phelps. And this is Monica Strutt. And we're from the Daily Music Business Podcast. We're joined by a number of other really great hosts in creating daily content with great advice for independent musicians just like you. That's right. We put out episodes daily on all topics from music marketing to branding, advice on signing with a manager and label and anything else you need to up-level the business side of your music career. We've got it covered. Subscribe to the Daily Music Business Podcast today on your favorite podcast catcher. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform.